you're listening to the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast. Here are your hosts, Matt Gaze and back, Dan DeCenza and Cliff Gill. Hello, October 7th, 2021. I am Dan DeCenza. I'm here with Cliff Gill, Matt Yazenbach. We are the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast. I'm a couple of tequila sunrises in, and I'm feeling really good. I hope you guys are feeling good, too. Yeah, I had to look down, so I didn't laugh, but I'm good to go. Start six. Why? What's so funny? Whenever Dan hits the intro, it just makes you want to start laughing. You might have to hit a restart here and there when he does the intro, but no, it's one take perfect every time. That one was one take. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to do the news of the day. Then we got, um, I forget. Who would you rather? Yeah, like, we're just little who would you rather start. Then we do our studs and duds. It's week five. It's Thursday. It's getting close to game time. Let's roll, fellas. All right, let's do it. We'll jump into the news. Chris Carson uh, did not practice today. He's going to be a game time decision. So when we were talking, I took Alex Collins off my, uh, my waiver wire ad. Hopefully you guys didn't, but I actually tried to get him today in one of our leagues. He actually got taken with one of the waiver wire picks. Shout out to Onrock for taking Not surprising. Him. All right. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, he was out, uh, did not practice today, so we'll see further um, if he's going to be playing or not. Just got to pay attention to the practice reports. Tony Jones running back for the Saints out three to four weeks, so hopefully this means more receiving work for Kamara because he had zero targets last week, and that's wow. ridiculous. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, who would ever have thought that? Jameis Winston. Uh, Rashad Bateman, receiver for the Ravens, has a chance to play this week. Will Fuller placed on the three-week IR with a broken hand. That's they, pretty shocking. They thought it was like, a finger. I like think he's never what, hurt, that guy, ever. <laughs> <Will Fuller. laughs> this man's always hurt. He loves to be, just be hurt. Um, and then a couple of late things that came in. A.J. Brown did practice today, so good news Let's there. go, A.J. Julio Jones did not practice. Um, Boo, Julio. And then a couple other guys, or just one more guy, Melvin Gordon, did not practice as well. So keep an eye on that. I don't think Melvin's playing. Really? I don't. What would Do you know what the injury exact injury was or negative? Um, he is hurt. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure that out. Honestly, later. I forget right okay. now, but I know it does. I, I was reading that he is very, very questionable to suit okay. up. All right. Well, that's it for the news, unless I missed something. But we're going to go through some start problems. I, instead of doing one or the other, I have about three guys in here. I'm going to either say pick two or pick one, and we can just discuss it, <laughs> go about it. Um, but start two of these guys Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Damian Harris and Damian Williams. I looked at this earlier. I wow. So Damian and Damian Williams. I think I'm starting Clyde. Okay. Uh, Damian and th- who was the third guy? Both Damians. It, one Harris, one Williams. Yeah, that's why I was getting. I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> uh, Harris has a good matchup, but I do think Daryl Will- or Damian Williams is going to get a ton of work this week, pass game and rush game. Man, I'm going Clyde and Damian Williams. Super, super close. I agree, definitely Clyde. You have to keep him in there just because of the offense he's on. But I'm going to lean the other way, even though it's so close. Damian Harris's matchup is just so juicy. I just want a part of it. All right, I'm going Clyde and Damian Williams with Cliff. Only reason I don't have Harrison here is because of the unknown of what we've seen that the past true. couple weeks. Yeah. So. 
I kind of just, he does, like we said, he has two good matchups with Houston and the Jets. So I want to see what happens this week. Hopefully he gets more involved, though. Yeah, this week, next week, if he's not more involved, I'm going to be really uh, down on him. This week will tell a lot since yes. the easy matchup. This is kind of going to this going to tell a lot it about will. what he will be able to do against easy matchups. All right. Um, go ahead to the next one. Pick one for a flex. You only can pick one. Allen Robinson, Chuba Hubbard, Trey Sermon. Chuba Hubbard. Man, I did not love what I – I don't love what I've seen out of any three of these guys. Chuba seems like the easiest answer. I do think Allen Robinson has the most upside. Man, I guess I'm going Chuba even though I did not love seeing his production. I don't week. think Allen has the most upside. I think Chuba does, and that's why I'm picking him. I'm going Chuba. Um, Dallas, surprisingly, they had a good. They have a good defense um, run and pass. So I think due to that, we didn't see the full potential Chuba could be. Um, and – they were at the goal line a lot. It was just Sam Darnold. I'm Darnold, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully we see a couple uh, of those switch over here in the next one to two weeks, possibly if McCaffrey's back. We saw he's back practicing. So. Yeah, he's actually a game-time decision. There's that's a chance another re- play. Yeah, he I, goes out. Well, that's all assuming that Hubbard plays. I do think CMC is going to be out one more week. I do, too. Um, but, yeah, Allen Robinson, he kind of scares me. So, And then – with Trey Sermon, Mitchell could be back this week. I think he is. Okay. Going to I would honestly, I I think I'd start Herman o- um, Sermon over Robinson. Robinson honestly, even if Mitchell's in. No, no, okay. not only if yeah, if Mitchell's out, yeah. That's sad to say, man. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't disagree. Um, we'll go ahead and move on. Start two of these guys: Darnell Mooney, Hunter Renfro, and Curtis Samuel. I like what I'm seeing out of Curtis Samuel. I think he's going to be more involved every single week. So, Curtis Samuel, the one I'm leaving out is Darnell Mooney. Uh, Mooney. Okay. I agree with that. I, I think Samuel's going to become a big part of that offense. Uh, Mooney, I, I mean, the Bears offense, I'm just kind of out on. I mean, I, I like their running game, but I'm, I'm just down on the receivers right now, so I agree with Cliff on both. Yeah, so I was looking up his Curtis Samuel stats because I honestly didn't know him, but 4 for 19 yeah. last week. I mean, who was his first game back, so – I actually want to look up his targets, but I definitely go Renfro out of the three. Right, right. And I'm going Mooney over Samuel just because he's the number one on the team. The stats prove it, man. Yeah, I, I know. I hate ha- I hate to say it, but the stats prove it. If it's for this week, I, I think Mooney had a good week last week, and he's kind of that boomer bust player, so I don't think he's having two booms in a row. I, I do like the fact that Logan Thomas is out, though, so – we should see more involvement with Curtis Samuel. I mean, he probably got eased into the offense, right. so I, I don't. I think it's pretty close. Yeah, for me. and Heineke has been surprisingly. He's played surprisingly well, and I actually like what I'm seeing from him. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I honestly I trust him more than Justin Fields at this point. Do you know what year he's in, as far as his NFL career? Heineke, mm-hmm. uh, four. All right, five. I mean, you were right. closer yeah. than I thought. I thought he was like a second year player nah, until I yeah. looked at it, but. Um, Two ugly guys here, Leonard Fournette or Miles Gaskin. They're both they're it's Bucks versus Dolphins. Who would you rather have in this matchup? I'm taking Fournette. I'm completely out on Gaskin. I don't want anything to do with Gaskin. I think he's borderline droppable. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the running back on the offense that could be like they my, uh, Miami might not be able to stop the run. They'll go Tampa Bay will go with that all game. Gaskin doesn't have a chance to be the workhorse. Tampa Bay's going to stop and no, that who, run. Who was run on Tampa Bay this yeah. year? Gaskin certainly. If no one else could, Gaskin certainly right. isn't. Right. I'm definitely going for net too. All right, so now lastly, I'm going to go down this list, and I want to see where 
Cordell Patterson, Cordero Patterson, he's one of the hot names right now, coming off a 34-point performance. So I just want to see, um, do, uh, well, first before, do you guys think this is trending? Do you think this is, I'm not saying 33 points a game, but running back two, rest of season. I think he's definitely going to be a running back two because he's getting so many targets, and then as long as he gets a couple rushes, but, yeah, he by far looks like half of the Atlanta uh, Falcons offense, so, yeah. I, I do only because I don't really like be outside of Ridley. I don't really like anyone else. I don't, I don't like Mike Davis at all. Like he has shown absolutely nothing. They're gonna they're gonna get yards. They're gonna score. It has to be somebody. And it hasn't. I thought it was gonna be Pitts. I thought it was gonna be Ridley, and it's not mm-hmm. so far. So yeah, why not Patterson? Okay. So yeah, I mean I agree. I think he'll be a running back two rest of season. So I'm gonna go down this list, and you tell me where you would stop as far as um, if you would start, you know, Patterson over these yeah, guys. Blink. Yeah, blank. So Patterson or Miles Sanders? Patterson this week. I'm going Patterson. Are we talking just strictly this week? Yeah, just this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Patterson. Now Falcons are playing the Jets this week. Just yeah. to let you know, Sanders is playing Carolina. Yeah. Okay. I so mean, matchup up, matchup alone okay. is going to dictate that. Patterson or Zach Moss. Zach Moss plays like the Kansas Chiefs. City. Um, I'm Patterson. I'm going Patterson. I'm going Patterson because I think he's going to have more volume. Okay. Patterson or Chase Edmonds. That's another Patterson. I'm going, I'm going Patterson. I'm going Patterson. So I think Cardinals he's going to. I still think he's going to have more volume than Chase Edmonds. He's splitting too much with Connor. Connor's getting all the goal line carries. So. Mm-hmm. Patterson or Damian Williams? This is where it gets interesting. All right, well, let me say me. this name first. Patterson or Damian Harris? I'm taking Damian Harris. Me too. Damian Harris? Okay. Well, I just like the matchup too much. And like I said, if he doesn't do it this week, I'm going, I'll probably be out on I it. I would go Patterson over Harris slightly. I think it's super close, but Damian Williams is where I would cut off. Because guys in front of Damian Williams have Chris Carson. Well, Chris Carson's injured. So uh, the next two guys, Clyde and Kareem Hunt. Yeah, playing that those two. I'm taking them. Clyde and Hunt for sure. Yeah. So Damian Williams. Harris-Williams range, yeah. Okay. Right in that range, yeah. All right, cool. I'm glad we all agree on but that. If you had a pick... Williams. Uh, I'm, picking, I'm going. I'm going Damian over Patterson. I'm picking both yeah. Damians over Patterson. I think so too. Not Harris. So don't. I'm taking Harris. Yeah. No, I know y'all are, but I'm not. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, let's jump into the studs and duds of the week at quarterback. Then kick us off. At, well, who's your stud? Who's gonna just ball out this week at the QB position? I'm going Matt Stafford, and this is the early game this week. Mm-hmm. This is today's game. Yep. And Stafford didn't have a great game last week, but it still wasn't bad. Uh, he's going to be a top eight lock just about every week. Uh, he is just going to shred Seattle. I just see no reason why he won't. There, Seattle's been bad against bad against the quarterback. They've given up the fifth most passing yards in the league. This is going to be a really, really high scoring game. And Vegas thinks so as well. 54.5 over under. There's going to be a ton of points scored. I could see this being kind of a back and forth game. And I think that the Rams are going to come out on top. And I think that Stafford is in for a monster week. Yeah, and if Rams are a Super Bowl team like everyone thinks they are, they're going to have a bounce back week. Super Bowl teams come back out with, you know, they're a little embarrassed. They're going to have something to prove. And I, I do agree with that. They will do that this week. I like Stafford. Stafford to cup all day long. I got, if he plays, Trey Lance. 
Um, like I said, 30 points in the first half. Incredible upside going against the Cardinals. They're going to have to throw the ball 52.5 point under on, uh, over under. So expect a lot of scoring from this game. Yeah, I, I, you stole Trance, uh, Trey Lance from me. I, that was going to Yeah, and okay. when I seen him up there, and I, it makes perfect sense. He has a great matchup and what looked like to be a fantasy stud last half. Mm-hmm. Mine is going to be Kirk Cousins versus Detroit. Bounce back week. Yeah, bounce back. I mean, he was getting some hype last week. Every, he had a good or decent matchup, and we mm-hmm. thought it was going to be some scores. He was getting some hype, but this week... I do. Th- I think he will live up to that hype. I mean, Detroit. It's going. Minnesota's scored besides Browns. They've been in an offensive game every single time. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to be any different. I think they come out on top. And Thielen and Jefferson. They're, they're probably going to have a pretty stud game too. Because, and I'll talk more about that. But I just think it's going to be a great game for the Vikings. And I think they'll have to rely on the pass since uh, they don't have to rely. But Cook and or Cook and Madison. They're, they're going to be splitting, I think, and it's just a time to throw the ball for Kirk. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Kirk almost every week. I think he's a very underrated quarterback. He definitely had a tough game last week. Cleveland's a tough – they're a tough defense, though, man. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I like him a lot this week. I agree with everything. I think he's going to have a huge game. He's he. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's 30 to 35 points this week. Right. I just see him throwing three or four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a boring game last week. Vikings-Browns. It was terrible. Just, I think they the Browns or the Vikings had the ball first. It was like seven-minute drive, and then yeah. they scored whoever they scored didn't score it was. Again. And then, yeah, the and then the Browns had the ball for the and, other, yeah, for yeah. the other half See, of the first quarter. I think the Browns could have blew them out. Baker missed so many passes; he looked off. And oh. I'm actually gonna talk about him. Actually, later. I'm about to talk about him right now. <laughs> did you put him as your dud? I did not. Okay, well, I'm gonna since we're talking about it, I'm gonna go into Baker. Um, this was your dud of the week last week, Cliff, and you kind of said rest of the season. So good call. And last I'm gonna week. give I'm gonna give props to Cliff on that one because I did not agree with him, and he proved to be right. Yep, good call <clears throat> last week, Cliff. We'll show the respect where it's due. But like you said, they had the good matchup against the Vikings, and he I mean he failed to produce. He actually hasn't had a game over 19 fantasy points in the last six games. They're going up against a tough Chargers team. Who I mean, let's be honest, he held the passing leader Derek Carr to under 100 yards I mean he had a good second half 50 yards at half or something yeah like that. And ended up with like offense, 240 yeah. yards or whatever it was but held him to 20 fantasy points they're giving up the fourth fewest passing yards fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks and like I said that's going against Derek Carr and Patrick Mahomes in two of the four games so expect yep. another bad week and Chargers has such a good offense I see Browns coming into that game trying just doing what they did last game keep the ball away keep the ball away yeah, yeah. that's that, all you can do yeah and that yeah you just can't mess with that Browns pass offense it's if not, the Chargers do come out hot like they did last week and score though yeah. then it's gonna force the game script and I think Baker may or may not be able to to, to come alive the Browns defense is pretty good it's though. pretty good yeah I said, I'm not even gonna. I shouldn't mention it because you guys are in my league. But I fat fingered today and dropped the Browns defense. And when I had someone else to drop, anyways, I'm gonna move <laughs> on to my dud. Don't still good to know. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> no, gosh, I already I saw you do that. Yeah, actually. we get notifications. But my dud and it's Carr versus Chicago. We you talked about him last week and 
I just think we already seen his peak, so it, it, he doesn't have anywhere to climb. We got to see his, you know, the weakness, him not do good last week, and sadly, I think that's going to carry on for a couple more games, or you know, however throughout the season. But it's Chicago; they're they're going to try slowing it down. It's a rookie QB. They finally gave him confidence and gave him the start, but they're they're going to try slowing the game down for him. Their de- uh, Chicago's defense is good, so they know they can slow down the game. I see it being a low-scoring game, so don't Take don't ride. Under. Yeah, don't ride the hype train with Carr. It's gonna be a low-scoring game, so I'm sitting Carr this week. Well, this is this is what I said at at the beginning because he does he's done this the past two years where he'll either start off slow, get super hot for like three or four weeks, and then kind of go back. I'm not saying he had a terrible performance. I think he had 20 points last week in our half uh, half PPR league, but I just see, I mean, yeah, he's going to have some, some dud games here and there, but, I mean, he'll still have his 35-point games. So. I just think Raiders came into the season being, hey, they can run the ball. So defenses tried preparing for the run. Well, their Defenses are learning. They can't run the ball like last year, and now they're adjusting to the pass, trying to shut that down, and that might be trouble. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to go with mine right now. I'm going to take – you guys aren't going to like this, but I'm going Big Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, you went out on a limb there, dude. <laughs> hey, we we talked about it uh, in our last podcast yesterday. You know, the offense just looks really stale. His highest uh, ranking this year, 22. <laughs> That's just not not good. He might uh, not even play this week. Yeah. To be fair. I, I think he's going to play. All right, so if he doesn't play, then I win. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, he's going against Denver. They've allowed the second most points yeah. to QB this year. I mean, you could make an argument there was a lot of games where they had played some lesser talent, but still, you know, they're is number the two. the second most or second fewest? Second few. Did I yeah. say most? Yeah. Second fewest. Okay. I'm sorry, second fewest. And so I see that. I just see this offense as a whole struggling, and honestly, I would sit Ben this week, assuming he plays, if I had a better option. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he he's – on his downfall, he he looks bad, and yeah, he's getting that Eli Manning and, like his last yeah. two years. Yeah, yeah, like Eli hung on a little too long. Yeah. Ben's hanging on a little too. And long. And Denver's no joke. Dem- yeah. Denver's defense is no joke. Yeah, they can rush the passer, and I yeah. think that's bad news because oh, I don't oh. like the Steelers line at all. I can see that. Yeah. I can see the under in that game happening too. Very easily. I don't know what it is. I forget, but it's it's actually pretty low. Really? Yeah, it almost makes you want to take the over because it's, it's so probably low. like forty two, like low forty. Yeah, it's low forties for sure. Those games end up being twenty eight points, <laughs> though, and they're like, "Hot, gotcha." Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm I'm gonna go to the sleeper, and I'm going back to Sam Darnold. I don't even know if we can consider this guy a sleeper anymore because he's just been balling out. Um, but the Eagles, um, that's their matchup this week. They've given up over 60 combined fantasy points the last two weeks. Fair enough, they did play Patrick Mahomes one of those games, but he's the number eight quarterback right now. So if you play him, I'm just playing with confidence. I mean, he's getting rushing touchdowns and rushing upside. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's hard to beat right now. He's, mm-hmm. he, but I do think he's a sleeper because there's there's plenty of people listening and out there fantasy. They're not starting Darnold, so he's definitely a sleeper. Okay, I, I definitely like him as a sleeper. Probably a lot of weeks going a forward lot. too. You know, I, I I like I like his upside. I think he has good upside. I think he has a pretty safe floor too. To I, be honest, I was about to say, would you almost? I mean, I guess would you consider him matchup proof, or no. is there like two or three teams that you'd be like, I'm not starting? Oh no, I'm, he's definitely not matchup proof. I mean, matchup proof. You need to be. 
Josh Allen, Patrick I mean, Mahomes. Dallas is, yeah. I'm not saying Dallas is elite defense, but, I mean, he still played pretty good, yeah. and they've been giving teams problems. So Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm playing him. If he was my only option, I'm playing him most weeks. But, you know, there's a few teams that, no, you're going to have to find somebody else. Okay. But, yeah, but he's, he's pretty close. Yeah, he is. Yeah. My sleeper of the week is going to be Zach Wilson versus Atlanta. Mm. Yeah, Zach hasn't done – I don't know if he scored double-digit points before last <laughs> week, but it was a good sign. He's getting Crowder back, and, I mean, you, you've seen it. The offense is definitely flowing better now that he has a couple options and not just Corey Davis. Yep. And it's not a tough matchup. Atlanta, I, I don't think they could stop any offense. They're one of the worst in the league. So if there is a I week. I think they would have trouble stopping some college offense. Yeah, Alabama's yeah. definitely running yeah. it up, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so Zach Wilson's is, is definitely a big old sleeper. And, I you know, but if you're in super big trouble, you have an injury. I, I, I don't hate the matchup at all, and I think Jets have a chance to win this game, and Zach can play. He just needs the Jets to help him out. Yeah, yeah I think I think definitely if you're playing in a Q, uh, two QB league out yeah. there, he's definitely a play this week. He looked really confident last week, like the most confident I've seen him since the preseason, and I, I, I think that might be what he needed. He might have needed that game last week. Mm-hmm. That, so, that, yeah. that for a rookie, dude, that can go a long way. Yeah. That confidence is fifty percent. I think a couple. I think Fields 100%. played much better. I think he's gonna have a little yeah. more confidence. He got named a starter. Yeah. That should yeah. give him some confidence. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I like it. Yeah, I, I like the pick. I'm gonna go with Daniel Jones here as my sleeper, and man, you just cannot discount his rushing upside. He's. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's Lamar, but he's a mini Lamar. Yeah. You know? And he's been playing really solid this year. Not not great, not MVP level, of course, but he's been pretty good. He's improved. Yeah. So I think the game script is going to dictate. I don't I don't think the Giants are going to jump out too hugely. There's no way that's happening. And they're playing Dallas, They're right? playing Dallas. Okay. So they're either going to keep the game close or they're going to be behind, which is going to dictate that they need – to, to drop back, throw the chuck the ball around. And honestly, Daniel Jones has not been turning the ball over this year. That's always been his problem. I've been kind of impressed by him. You know, even as a Giants fan, I've been down on him a little bit. But he, he's he's been pretty good this year. I hope he can he can uh, hold it up. And, again, if you're in a 2QB league, I like him this week. Did he throw a pick last week or no? He, he, didn't, know? he did not. I think he's had like 170, yeah. um, whatever, 170 attempts. Uh, attempts without an interception. He, he turned the ball over. He fumbled on week, in week one, which actually ended ended the game like they would have won yeah. if he didn't do that. But I'm I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's his only turnover this year. So I see Cowboys are minus seven this week. Um so I'm assuming they're at home. Um but I, I see a close game. I'll take Giants plus seven in that yeah. game. Yeah, and I love Saquon getting on the board now. He's going to open up that pass game. And I, I think if the pass game's open for Daniel Jones, he can do just fine. Now if you know the run game's not doing anything and they're they don't have to protect against the run, then it's going to be tough. But yeah. I think Saquon's opening it up now. A little read option possibilities. That's, yeah, that's, all, that's all it takes. Open up the field. These QBs can do it. Do you know who the Giants played last week off the top of your head? Who did they play last week? Yeah. They played, I'm just wondering. The Saints. The Saints. Yeah. Okay. And they beat them in overtime. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I was just wondering because I know they had Shepard and Slayton out, and I don't know what their status is yet, but – 
I mean, yeah, they haven't even had a full healthy team yet, really. So, Kadarius no. Tony looked okay, though. I yeah. mean, he, he did fine. So Galladay looked all right. Galladay too. looked good, yeah. which surprised me a lot. He was actually my sit of the week because of Marshawn Lattimore. <laughs> I mean, he didn't, he didn't ball out or anything, but he looked, he, he, he looked adequate. I think he had yeah. over 100, yeah. though. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I would consider that a pretty good receiver. I yeah. think that was his best week. Um, but let's move on. Run, moving to the running backs at the stud position, I got um, Daryl Henderson coming up tonight. Rams versus Seahawks. Um, opponents of the Seahawks have averaged the second most fantasy points at the running back position. Um, he came back strong from his injury last week, actually got 90% of the snaps. Sony had three carries, fumbled once. Um, so I, I'm, Sony's not a threat. Um, just put him in your lineup with confidence. And do you know who has given up the most receiving yards to running backs this year? I'm guessing the Seahawks. It is the Seahawks. We didn't answer that question earlier, but I was wondering. It is who the it was. Seahawks. So I like Henderson to catch some passes. I he like, does. That's, yeah, that that's that's a good. And I gotta think that McVeigh and his offense and the whole offensive coordinator, the whole their game plan, mm-hmm. they gotta know that. That, yeah, that those running backs that they're gonna be open. They're gonna I, catch. I some think passes. so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then one, one more thing before you go, Cliff. Uh, they said if Robert Woods owners, they said McVeigh said he wants to get Woods more involved. It's his fault. So some mm. high hope maybe. Okay. Yeah. I guess we'll Is see that this coach week. Speak or could be coach. Could speak, be. But we'll but see. no, I believe it. You got to get Woods involved. Yeah, you do. Well, he was last week. Mm-hmm. But my stud of the week is going to be on not a studly team, but it's DeAndre Swift versus Minnesota. And, of course, you've seen, you heard Minnesota. I love the matchup against Minnesota. They've been absolutely terrible against the run. And, I mean, to top it off, the coach did say, hey, Swift, is, he basically said, Swift is our best player. We got to run our offense through Swift. He was already getting enough touches. That just means even more touches. So, And the touches are going to be super valuable against a Minnesota defense. So, of course, we're starting Swift, but feel free. You see him matched up against Dalvin Cook or whoever it is this week. Maybe not Henry, but you don't got to feel bad because he, he can put up the numbers that you know the stud names like Henry and all of them are going to do. So it's going to be a huge week for him. Especially at PPR leagues, he's a monster in those. But, yeah, I mean, the coach did say, well, I want to run the offense through Swift, so – Hopefully we see that. Maybe more coach talk. Who knows? But I like Swift rest of the season for I sure. Guess. I think he's a, a high end running back too. Jamal Williams doesn't scare you at all. He's I, been he's been involved a lot. Even though I mean he's been involved, yeah. But I mean Swift has produced every week regardless. Jamal Williams is flexible. I mean if you were in a pinch type of uh, thing, yeah, but I, yeah. Swift makes value of his touches. Well, yeah, that and just their whole offense is Hawkinson gets yes he probably gets twenty five percent or whatever it is. The rest, almost the all 75% of the rest of the yards are the running backs. Yeah. So, pl- plenty of... That's um, a lot of pass yeah. work back there. Yeah. It's the Jared Goff for you. We saw that with Todd Gurley, so, hey. Dan, who's your stud at the running back position? Well, I'm going to go out on a limb once again, and I'm going to say Dalvin Cook. Okay. Oh. <laughs> now, if he doesn't play this all... That, that carries means you, over that to means Madison. That means you get a win, right? Oh, yeah, but it carries <laughs> over to Madison. Okay. So it's basically, you know, I don't honestly, I don't care which one of these play. I love them both. Two running backs from the same game. Yeah. Okay. No, if one doesn't. play. No, I'm saying he has Swift. Oh yes. Yeah, so, oh, I got you. Okay. So you know, like I said, so many plays. You're gonna play them. You're gonna play them with confidence. If not, you're gonna put Madison in. You're gonna play him with confidence. It's a great matchup. 
They've uh, Detroit has given up, they gave up thirty seven points last week to Montgomery and Williams combined. Mm. So there, this is just a ripe for Cook. This is going to mm-hmm. be his his get right game. He it's not that he's been bad. He's been injured. So if he plays, this is where he really needs to come in and shine. I think he's going to. I I think that there's no way that Minnesota is getting into a bad game script here. So they should be able to run the ball. And I even if even when even when they are throwing, I like Cook to catch some passes this week. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm good with that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like every week we us Dalvin Cook owners, we always see him just as this on a regular week, a good 20 point week. Towards the end of the game, third quarter, we see him limp out. We're like <laughs> ACL, or and then he always ends up coming back in every single time. So did he do that last week? I don't or know. Was, I know he, he he was out most of the third quarter. Right, because he got yeah. almost six, seven touches the first drive, and then yeah. it went all to Madison. No, he came out in the in half, and like Madison got pretty much the entire third quarter, yeah. and a lot into the fourth quarter. And then you see, and then Dalvin comes back yeah. in towards the end of the game. So yeah. yeah, we got we don't want that. We don't want them both splitting carries. Right. And the only reason why is because I don't think Cook's one hundred percent. Hopefully, right. he is this week. I, I think yeah. that's the reason. They're not they're not just going to split for no. Oh reason. no, no. It's but I mean, Madison injury. is. I mean, if they were to go to a one-two, I don't hate them. They're both. I mean, I would hate him for being a Dalvin Cook owner, but you hate it for they're, fantasy. Right, they're yeah. both viable options at the end of the day. So, um, Cliff, start us out with your dud at the running back spot. My dud's gonna be Sanders versus Carolina. We talked a little bit about him earlier in this show and yesterday's show, but the situate the running back situation just sucks. And against this Carolina defense, it does not bode well. For it does not bode well for Sanders, especially because the. Um, Carolina is a little weaker against the pass, so gain that bodes well or bodes well for Gainwell, mm-hmm. and it's just going to be a tough situation. I know Sanders is probably your number two running back, but it, it's just tough because it is not going to be a good week against Carolina, especially when he's splitting over fifty percent of the time. Dan, before you go, because I know you're about to go, and I know you have Sanders, Cliff, in one of the leagues. I mean, do you just feel obligated to put him in your lineup? Like, unless you have a better option, I guess you find on the waiver. Do you just feel like I gotta keep? Or do him you in? have a better option on your team? Number one, just because our team, our league is so deep, there wasn't guys like Williams or P. Ryan. I think I would start guys like Williams or I P. Would Ryan. Start Williams, yeah. And if P. Ryan is their back or Mixon doesn't play, I'm starting both of them. But I'm looking at my depth chart and I got Devin Singletary. I mean, what do y'all think about Devin Singletary? I think they play Chiefs this week. I, I honestly, I think I like Singletary. Better. I, it's so I, close. I think I'd go Singletary. I definitely yeah. been looking honestly. at it. It just hurts me to do it, <laughs> but yeah. In the one week you take him out, you know what's gonna happen. I know it. Two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's what's gonna happen. I know it. Trust <laughs> me, Dan. Who's your dud? My dud, and like I said, I was crushing some tequila sunrises earlier, and I didn't realize that you picked Miles Sanders. (laughs) (laughs) So that is actually mine. So I'm not going to rehash everything. I just want to say the last two weeks he's been under eight points. He's had nine carries combined in the last two games. Gainwell is just looking like the guy there right now. I'm not saying that that's going to continue because if you remember Pollard for a couple weeks, was looking better than Elliott, and then that's completely changed. But Good until point. I see Sanders get more involved in the game, 
nine carries in two weeks. Yeah, and it's against yeah. Carolina. Come Those on. nine carries aren't going to do jack. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm good with sitting him, even almost for Singletary, Cliff. Definitely for Singletary. I'm sorry. I'm just out on Sanders until I see something. I'm have to out. think about that. Yeah, you will. Uh, my dad's Melvin Gordon. Again, we saw he didn't practice today. Dan, I honestly, I didn't know he was not going to play. So if he doesn't play, well, I don't, it's not definite. Okay, I just, it's just looking. He's very questionable. Uh, he hasn't been too flashy, anyways. I think mm. he had a good week one. Um, other than that, I think he had eight points two weeks and then a thirteen point game. So he's been, you know, below average, but. Going up against the Steelers' defense, which if there's one thing they're good at, it's stopping the run. They haven't, they actually haven't given up more than 11 fantasy points to one running back this year, and he's splitting work work with Javante. Um, I we actually had a question on Twitter: Corey Davis or Melvin Gordon? And me and Dan said Melvin. I meant Corey Davis. Definitely Corey Davis. Who would you yeah. go? Yeah, when, who there was a third guy out there too. I was thinking about. It was between Corey Davis or his third guy. I do forget who. Oh, no, it might have been Van Jefferson. No. That doesn't – no. Mm-hmm. I, I was leaning Corey Davis. I just didn't love saying it. Yes. I'm trying to actually find who it was. Um, oh, yeah, it was uh, Odell. Odell was mm-hmm. the other one. Yeah, Corey Davis and Odell. Gosh, uh, Oh man, it hurts me to start well, Corey Davis. Yeah, we're gonna Odell. get. Into, I'll get into Odell a little bit later. But I want to ask you guys because I look at Javante Williams and I look at Melvin Gordon, and to me, Javante Williams just looks more explosive. Yeah, he looks he faster. Does. Now I don't know. Is I and I kind of wonder sometimes. Is that just in my head because I know that the Williams is younger. He's a rookie. You know, you're expecting him to be better, and but and then you know Gordon's the older guy. He's been around, so maybe I don't. I mean, is it me? But to me, it seems like Williams is the more is the guy that looks more explosive. I'm definitely getting Tony Pollard vibes when I see yeah. Williams. They just look good when they get in. They look good. I just I think what's happening. Melvin Gordon's on a contract year, so what I see happening, they're, they're gonna running him into the they're, they're gonna yeah. run him out, and they're gonna. Give Javante his reps, but they're they're wanting to use him for the future. So he, yeah, Melvin Gordon's going to be on a point. new team next yeah, year. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but let's go ahead and go to the sleeper. Um, we talked about him earlier, Damian Damian Williams from the Bears. Um, obviously Montgomery, he's out for a while, but he he was the number one priority. I think it's safe. You just put him in there and put him in there with confidence. Their opponent is the Raiders. They have actually been good in the pass game, not so much in the run game. They've actually given up sixteen or more fantasy points. Um, three out of the four weeks, the one they did not give up that many fantasy points to was Miles Gaskin, and, <laughs> and that's fair. So uh, I just think you just start you start him with confidence if you picked him up. Absolutely, I I, I like him a lot this week. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. So I'm gonna go with my guy Damian Harris. All the and, Damians. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of like any running back that's playing Houston this year. There's it's just always a great matchup. And I really think Damien needs to do that, do it this week. I said it earlier. If he doesn't, I'm losing faith. And again, there's no way that Pitt, that uh, Patriots are getting into a bad game script here. Right. I just don't see that happening. So they're gonna be able to run the ball the whole game. The question is gonna be: Do they stick with Harris or not? Right. Or do they bring in Brandon Bolden? You know. That's what you got to worry about. But I think, I mean, Harris, there's been two games this year. He's gotten over 20 carries. I think this is going to be one of those games. 
Yeah, and I know he didn't get a lot of t- – it didn't look on the stat sheet like he got a lot. He ran 14 routes last week, was the most he's ever ever ran. Okay. So, I mean, they are – he is filling in a little bit with the James White role. It's not automatic. But, yeah, it, it's going to be tough. And I, you're, Damian Williams and Damian Harris, y- y'all's two sleepers are definitely a lot more potential than mine. <laughs> But I definitely went out on a limb with, and mine's Mike Davis. Okay. He's playing the Jets, so that's always good. Atlanta's not going to be in many positive game scripts, but mm-hmm. this may be one of them. And he's getting 12 to 14 carries. Every week he's gotten 12 to 14 carries, so he's not out of the picture. Now, has he done anything with those carries? Heck no. But against the Jets, I think he could have some valuable touches, and he could find the end zone, so... Don't hate if you don't if you're super needy and running back. Don't hate this the start right here. He's definitely a sleeper, but I think he could produce this week. If I've ever seen anyone with a more consistent floor, it's Mike Davis. <laughs> yeah. He's had 9, 11, 9 and 9. So if you need 9 points at the running back position, don't be scared to start the guy. Um, sometimes you got to take nine points. Sometimes I mean, you got to take nine points, especially in the twelve men league. It it gets harder than it's harder than expected, man. Um, let's jump into the receivers. I at my, the stud position, I got Jamar Chase, and they played the Packers. Um, Jair Alexander is out, which is a big blow to the different defense, and they've actually allowed the ninth most fantasy points to outside receivers, and that's with Jair Alexander. So I'm excited to see what can happen here. I can see them being down in the game and them having to throw. So T. Higgins is coming back. I see Jamar Chase with a big game. Is T. Higgins coming back? That's He's he's limited in practice, okay. so I'm not sure. Yeah, so that's going to throw a little curveball in it. But mm-hmm. T, um, I think Boyd will be more affected. Yeah, by that. Jamar should have a good game. Mm-hmm. Well, my start of the week for wide receiver is going to be Thielen versus Detroit. Some of the same reasons why I have Kirk Cousins as my start of the week, but it's against Detroit. They're going to throw the heck out of the ball. And, I mean, I just love the matchup, and they didn't capitalize last week. Thielen had a slow week, his first, somewhat his first slow week of the year. And I just think it's a bounce-back week for Thielen. He gets in the end zone. Jefferson's not going to have too shabby of a game either. I love both wide receivers. I picked Thielen because it's a little less obvious, but feel good starting Thielen. He's going to go off. So just, you're not worried about him being a little touchdown dependent? No, because, no, I don't. Even though he is a stud red zone threat. These guys making jokes while I talk, but he's no, he, he is a red zone threat. <laughs> because I, my phone died, I put it on the charger for like 30 seconds, and Matt gives it back to me like it's all charged up now. <laughs> You're good, dude. It won't die. <laughs> then who's your stud? My stud? I'm going out on a limb again, and I'm going to say Stefan Diggs. No way. Well, let's face it. He has, he's been disappointing this year. Has he not? Yeah. I mean, he hasn't been terrible. But where you drafted him at, you know, you're definitely not getting a return on that value. So I think that's changing this week. The Chiefs Chiefs actually haven't been that bad against the wide receiver, but I think this game is going to be a shootout, 57 point over under. So Vegas obviously listened to me. They said, let's go with the high, high over under. Okay. And, you know, I see a lot of big plays in this game. I think Diggs is going to get a big play. And I, I think Hill is. I think this whole game is just going to be a bunch of big plays. And Diggs is going to be a beneficiary. Dan, 
play him with confidence. Dan, just one thing. Did you do your notes, or did you just go off of my last week's starts and was like, hey, this kid's good. Let's start Diggs. Why, was Diggs your guy last week? Yeah, and he beasted. Oh, so you went out on a limb last week like I'm going this week. Big limb, big limb. (laughs) Let's get to the duds, Dan, since you're talking. Who's your dud of the week? I'm going to go Odell. And why not? The Cleveland offense has looked really off in the last couple weeks, and Mayfield doesn't look right either. And this is obviously going to affect Odell. It has been affecting Odell. And on top of that, the Chargers, second least amount of points given up to the wide receivers this year. So I can see this game being kind of low scoring. Cleveland's going to try to run the ball. They're going to want to keep it away from Herbert. So, I'm not really sure why these guys are laughing at me. I feel like I'm just, like, dropping knowledge here. But what's up, guys? You are dropping some knowledge. No, and for real, Odell has been getting, yeah, he got seven targets last week. But what did they do, connect on two of them? Or Can three? a guy not have a few drinks before the <laughs> podcast? Come on. <laughs> I know, it's fine, Dan, and I completely agree with the Odell dud. I mean, yeah, he, I do too. he gets no, yes, he does get seven or eight passes but half of them are short and then half of them baker misses on it's just been it's been bad for odell and honestly. he did have a late touchdown that he should have had where baker underthrew him right. and then yeah, odell he, he dropped one, it, yeah so. you're talking about the one where he was driving running down the sideline it was, just it was the last overthrown. yeah it was yeah. the last underthrown, like, underthrown. Mm-hmm. but um i'm gonna go ahead and get into the duds uh <laughs> michael Pittman is mine it looks like Dexter is throwing a fit. Dan's dog is in the building throwing a fit. But I'm going Michael Pittman. I'll let you out, buddy. I get it. He's been pretty relevant this year as he's the number 32 at the position in PPR formats. But the Ravens have allowed only one touchdown to outside receivers and the fewest fancy points to them. So and get, He's lined up as the outside receiver 80% of the snaps this year. So look out for a, a bad game by Michael Pittman. I again, you kind of. I was wanting to pick Pittman once I looked at it, seen you picked him, so I was like, ah. But yeah, I hate the matchup, and I don't think Colts are going to do much at all. So I I, agree. I'm definitely. He has been steady. I think this will be his least amount of points, though. Okay, I'm I'm kind of out on outside of the running game of of the Colts. I'm kind of out on that whole offense. Okay. I mean, I I still like Taylor, but other than that, I don't I don't yeah, think I like not anybody. Much up, upside, yeah. no upside. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. My guy is going to be another guy who's been steady as heck, kind of like Pittman and his Brandon Cooks versus the Patriots. I think he had We're his We're talking the sleepers here, right? No, the duds. We're still on the duds. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, we're still on the duds and I'm the last one for the dud, but it's Brandon Cooks. He has been the guy for the offense, but we seen a struggle last week with with Houston, and I, I think we kind of got to see the real mill, the real Mills. I, he's going to continue to struggle now that there's a little bit of game tape on him, and that they obviously got to shut down Brandon Cooks. That's the one thing that's going good on their offense, and I think teams know that. So Brandon Cooks has had his time. He's going to start to slowly. Um, Regress. Yes, thank you for that word. I was never pulling that out, however <laughs> long you gave me. I, I agree with you on this, but I'm not. You said that we've seen the real Mills. On when did we ever see the fake Mills? Um, uh, oh <laughs> man, he looked he looked decent. Um, the against uh, Carolina. Well, with uh, to Cooks. Two oh, cooks. the cl- okay, the yeah. Cooks connection. Yeah, all right, the Cooks all right. connection. I just wanted to clarify. No, they need Tyrod back big time, and if these dogs do not 
make up their mind, we're going to lose all our fantasy listeners, even though we have great knowledge. <laughs> oh, let's go to the sleepers. I'm going back-to-back with Emmanuel Sanders this week. Um, it's going to be a shootout Sunday night with the Bills, Chiefs. Dan, you touched on it earlier, but they expect 56.5 point over-under. They Kansas City has led up the sixth most fantasy points, two receivers, and Sanders is averaging almost seven targets per game. And I think they're going to get Sanders involved, and he's going to be fantasy relevant and good enough to start in your flex. Sanders was your sleeper last week? Yeah, I think yeah, so. So back-to-back. Yeah. Back-to-back. Cool. Back. Yeah, I mean, he looked good. I thought he was going to have a little down week, but they're, yeah, he obviously – and he's talented enough. And yeah. So he's getting the targets. That's all it needs. The beginning of the year, I did not expect Sanders to be, like, relevant, fantasy relevant. Well, I, he's just older That's kind of how I felt. When he got traded to the Saints the year before, last year, I kind of thought, wow, that's a great pickup. Mm-hmm. I guess it played out to be the Bills. That's how I kind of felt like he was going to be last year on the Saints. Yeah. But I will get into my sleeper, and we mentioned him. It's Curtis Samuel. He's on the Redskins, of course, and he's playing New Orleans. And he, he's getting back into the rhythm. He's going to get back into the play calls. And he's talented. We've seen it at Carolina. Terry's opening up the you know, the field. They're going to have to show some extra coverage for Terry. And Curtis Samuel's plenty talented enough to get open in the slot or the you know the Y wide receiver. I think Curtis Samuel uh, kicks it up a gear. And he's going to be borderline uh, flex play every week. I'm just jumping on it earlier. Good sleeper pick this year, uh, this week. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I like it too. I, I, I'm definitely on board with that. Mine's going to be Corey Davis slash Jamison Crowder. I actually like them both this week. If I had to pick one or the other, one or the other I would still take Corey Davis. But you just got to like any wide receiver against Atlanta. And like we, we talked about earlier, Wilson looked good last week. Will it continue? I think it can against this team. Look for solid numbers from Corey Davis. I think he's in for another 100 yard in a touchdown game. Yeah, I think the Jets do pick up where they left off. It's a young QB. He's getting some confidence. I think this offense is going to pick up just where they left off last week. I like that. So the arrow is in the up direction for him right now? Yeah, for For now. Honestly, for the whole team. Even Michael Carter, you got to finally see a little production out of him. Yeah, uh, there's no down arrows. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I think that Wilson is like pretty much all the other rookie quarterbacks. Some weeks the arrow is going to be pointing up. It's going to start pointing back down. Yeah, and then it'll start pointing back up again, and eventually it'll just stay up. But right now they're in that up and down range. I do like them this week though. Yeah, me too. Okay. All right, I'm good with that. Um, let's get into the tight end studs. I got Dawson Knox, another Bills player. I kind of just want every piece uh, I can get in this game. Um, he's the number two tight end over the last two weeks. He's had five red zone targets over that time span. And again, this fifty-six point over under. I just I want a piece of everything I can get. Yeah, with that over under, you just know there's gonna be a lot of offense to go around. I love I love this pick. This is the one I actually wanted to do, but Matt beat me to it. Yeah, yeah. Bastard. I see him as uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways, I see him as kind of the Dalton Schultz. They're running good plays for this man. He's he's getting great valuable passes, and mm-hmm. so yeah, I like Dawson Knox. I will say before I get into my start, we tight ends are a little, you know, um, thin. So we have some of the same start sits, uh, 
sleepers. Right. But um, studs and duds. Studs and duds. We're going to have a couple arguments because I don't think we all caught on who we did. So there will be some arguments in this tight end section. For my stud, I'm going Gasecki. I think a couple of them had him for a sleeper, but I'm not even suggesting him as a sleeper anymore. There's no sleepers um, as a tight end who's getting good points. And Gasecki with Brissett, they're looking good. Will Fuller went down a little bit. And so it's going to open up even more targets for Gasecki. The Bucks haven't been great against the pass defense, but they've been great against the run. I think it's another week for Gasecki. Go ahead and start him. He he's good. Yeah, they don't, I mean, they don't, I I like that too, and I I, did, I was gonna pick him as my sleeper, but again, Matt beat me to it. But I I do I do worry a little bit about. I mean, the the Bucks defense, they have been decent against the tight end, so I kind of worry about it a little. But I don't see a lot of other weapons on that team, so right. if it is going to be someone, it's going to be Gazeki. So I do like to pick. I will say, because uh, he was my sleeper, like you said, so I'm going to go into it. Yeah. But um, he's the number three tied in the last two weeks with the second most targets at the position. And actually, Dan, the Bucks have struggled against tight ends, allowing the third most fantasy points um, to this to this position. So, and yeah, I. I I don't consider they, him really they've a sleeper. Been good, they've been good lately, though, right. the last I, couple of weeks, Tampa okay. Bay. I don't consider him a sleeper either. I would definitely start him, but I wanted to see someone. Well, I, I wanted to put Knox in there yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. you kind of have to gotcha. start him because there's just not many other. You right. know, If you have Gusecki, he's probably your starting tight end. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Well, who's your stud then? My stud, again, I'm going out on limb, and I'm going to say Darren Waller. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I know he's an every week start. But I think he's due for, for a huge game. And I've been saying that for a few weeks. And, you know, he's been okay, but he hasn't had the typical Darren Waller games outside of maybe the first week. And the Bears haven't been all that terrible against a tight end. So, honestly, I don't have a lot of stats to back this up. I just – this is more of a gut feeling. I think Waller is just in for a huge game this week. Okay. That's why I needed to hear that as a Waller owner. He did have a touchdown last week, which yeah, helped he did. solidify his mm-hmm. his. It, it gave him, so. it, honestly, you take that TD away, you're disappointed. Yeah, you are. So, but we we need him. All right, well, Dan, who's your dud at the tight end position? Mine's Robert Tanyan, and I think we talked about him yesterday. He is nowhere near involved in the offense. Heavily tight end, uh, ted- sorry, heavily touchdown dependent. He's going against the going against the Bengals, who are the fifth best tight end this year. Fifth, fifth best against the tight end this year. <laughs> there's and the sunrises. There's just nothing I like about Tanya this week. I don't like him most weeks, to be honest. I'm completely all out on him. And I know if you draft him, you probably don't have much else to play. But if you do, I would sit him this week. Okay. All right, well, so I'm I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna skip to I'm gonna skip my dud and go to the sleeper because, like I said, we have some of the same guys. I actually put Tanyan as my sleeper. Yes, I know he's had three dud games, but I mean they are tar- he, three dud games by one, two, or three points in three three different weeks. So definitely dud games. The definition of that's that. non-existent. Yeah, but I mean they are targeting him. He they're targeting him as much as some of these. QB or these tight ends were mentioning that hey you gotta start him. He's getting targeted just as much. He just isn't catching them or connecting with Rodgers. That that's not gonna keep going on. I think he does find the end zone this week. And yeah, he probably has fallen out of your starting lineup, but 
I think it's a week to, hey, if you don't got much else to offer against him, play Tanyan. I mean, he's number three last year. He's getting targeted. Yes, they're not capitalizing, but stick with it a little bit. I mean, this is the same thing with Emmanuel Sanders through the first three weeks that, like we um, heavily preached. I mean, the air yards were there. The targets were there. Mm-hmm. Everything was there. It just wasn't hitting. Yep. So if that's the same case for Tanyan, it's eventually it's going to add yeah, up to and success. The ba- I know Bengals are tough, but, uh, man, that, that Packers offense is just kind of the kryptonite to whatever – good defense you have so Mm -hmm. Tanya definitely can have a good game okay my dud is Kyle Pitts and I know he hasn't been all that fantastic you probably drafted him in the fifth round he's probably still in your lineup but they're playing the Jets in London which you might not think is crazy but it's pretty cool we have a 930 game on Sunday we we wake up got something to watch even though it is Jets in Atlanta, we'll have some fantasy relevance in there. And it's six thirty if you're wait, if you're listening to this from the West Coast. It is, um, but the Jets have yet to allow a tight end to go over forty five yards receiving in a game this year. Um, although the best tight end they have played was Noah Fant, but still, I, I just wouldn't put my money on it to be his breakout game. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rebut you here because only because I have him as my sleeper of the week. Okay. And I've been calling it for a few weeks, and he's been getting steadily better every week. Not leaps and bounds, just a little, you know, steady better each week. And I know that the Jets have actually not been bad against the tight end, but I just see both teams throwing a lot, and I just think that at some point – Pitts has to break out, yeah. and I've been saying it, and I have, and he just has to score. Yeah, realistically, he, and I think this is going to be the week. I really do. And again, it's kind of like Waller. I kind of don't have the the stats to uh, to back it up. Mm-hmm. I it's just almost like a gut feeling. I think this is Pitts, and honestly, I don't I don't like making fantasy decisions on gut feelings. I like to have stats. I like to have. Uh, you know, yeah, facts, facts and, instead of opinion. You know, yes. like it, but every once in a while, I'm like, okay, I just think this is his week, and I, I think this is a pits week. And, and that's, and I know we're bouncing all over the place right now, but at tight ends, we're gonna, yeah, exactly. And that's mm-hmm. that's what I, that's why I have Tanya as my sleeper. It's kind of a gut feeling, like they're they're Matt Ryan's missing Kyle Pitts. It's not that he's not throwing to him or he's not open. They're in there. Same with Tanya. They're just missing right now. Um, and like I said, we're bouncing around. So I had Gasecki as my start, Tanya as my sleeper. My dud is going to be Goddard, Dallas Goddard. And just the reason be- behind that is Carolina's defense is good. He hasn't got over five targets or five catches a game. So he's not any more volume heavy as any of these other guys we're missing and or mentioning. And I just think Goddard... He's going to have a tough week. Could be Ertz, could be Goddard. I'm not loving the tight end. Some pe- and I think his ranking is high, but I'm just not loving the have to guess over Goddard and Ertz against Carolina. Ertz, have, he's actually out-targeted. Or he's been he's had more targets the last two weeks than Goddard. And so. Goddard's getting some hype. Mm-hmm. He's still I mean, people's 
he I just know does more with the touches. He's I definitely think. scored two touchdowns yeah. week one and four, I think. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it's a down week, I think. Goddard has definitely been more productive for his volume. Yeah, that's uh, that's all I'm saying. But they're yeah. getting similar volume, right? right. Or yeah. if not the same volume. So when they're getting the same amount of volume, and who's more productive can change it any week. Yeah, and because yeah. yeah. last week, so I agree. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. Jalen Hurts had Zach Ertz wide open for a touchdown, completely just missed him yeah, over. Through him, so, um, but y'all got any closing statements? Dan, you want to close this out? You're the hype man today, so you're making um, everyone laugh. If you want to tell a I joke, don't, I don't. I have no joke. I have bad dad jokes. You want to say <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's get <laughs> rolling the music. Let's get this going, baby. Guys, love thanks me. you for tuning in again. Uh, we will be back next Wednesday for waiver stud starts. Have questions on Twitter before this Sunday. Throw them our way. Trades. At Die Hard Podcast. We're there. We're there, man. We're there to answer your questions. We'll tell you who who we think you should start. And honestly, we've been pretty good. We haven't been. We're not 100%. Nobody's going to be 100%. We've been pretty good. Yeah, so if you have them, we'll do to our best knowledge to help you guys win. And if we think you're going to win in a trade or not win in a trade. But tune in um, next Wednesday. Make sure to get the followers up, and we'll see you later. Peace out, brothers. See ya.